0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.
1: So we move on. And um, as I said, so we moved to October and in October, it's Mental Health Awareness Month here in South Africa. And it's an important time of the year, and it's a, many important discussions um, need to be had around mental health. Um, there are a lot of stigmas, and we are going to be looking at also mental health. We're going to be looking at depression um, relating to cancer and the impact that that can have. So I have Megan Hoskin, who is the Netcare Marketing and Crisis um, and, and Crisis Line Manager at Kiso Clinics. Um, on the line um to talk about yeah mental health awareness month and also it was mental health awareness day on the 10th of october megan welcome so great to have you on the show thanks for having me so megan the conversation mental health why do some people get nervous when we talk about mental health in in you know in today's day what 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 is the stigma attached to mental health how much time do we have <laughs> yeah so true
0: yeah no, you know what? It's I think there's there's a couple of faults to that question and the first one being that it is it can be a very daunting topic. Um so we tend to hear dramatized stories, we tend to hear the horror stories, you know, movies and series, etc. They all show the very ter- stereotypical version of mental health illness which can make a lot of people nervous because we don't understand the full spectrum of what mental health can mean. And then it doesn't only mean the illness part, but it means the proactive illness part of it, too. So I think sometimes we get afraid of the scope. Um, we get some people may get nervous about having these conversations because of the gravity of them. Um, they are big conversations and these things are often to do with people's lives. Um, so we're not just talking about something routine like the weather. These are people's innermost feelings and experiences. And that can make you very vulnerable which is something we're not that comfortable with being. Mm. So I think those are probably two of the biggest things why these conversations are so challenging. But also just sometimes we we don't have the education to speak about them. We're misinformed. And so those conversations can tend to also get a little bit heated. So some people may steer away from them in an effort to keep the peace rather than to spread the awareness. Yeah, I mean,
1: and when you look at, um, statistics, like 30.3%, around a third of the adult population will, will suffer, um, from some form of mental disorder over the course of their lifetime. So let's break that down, Megan. I mean, we've, we've looked at the gravitas of, of this mental health discussion, as you said, because there is this spectrum as well and what people are exposed to. But let's just unpack, like, what, what, what would you say is a mental disorder? I always find it such an interesting conversation. I can wake up some one morning and I can feel fantastic and then You know, I can wake up another morning and I can really feel awful. Mm. And because it's this invisible thing that we feel and, and I know that they, you know, you can go through a list of, of things, you know, am I depressed? Am I anxious? Am I whatever? But maybe we can try and unpack it and people can sort of get their head around what, what this mental disorder.
0: Mental health disorders, um, are usually classified. So there's, there's the technical kind of medical terms for it. So, those will be classified and diagnosed by a doctor or a clinical psychologist who will, like any physical illness, sit with you. They have a a list of symptoms through the diagnostical statistical manual or through other kind of diagnostical tools where they will sit and they will assess you and understand these are your symptoms, these are how long they 've been persisting, and this is the impact of the functioning so normally, what we see with any kind of mental health issue and the the most common being. Most common being depression, anxiety, uh, we see quite a lot of PTSD, especially in South Africa, as well as alcohol and substance use disorders. And then obviously you get all your other bipolar schizophrenia and a whole range of, of different ones. But the biggest thing that generally classifies something as a mental health disorder is that it actually is impacting your functioning, which is something I think we can, we can go into a little bit deeper, which would be helpful. Okay,
1: fantastic. So Megan, let's take a break. Um, and then after the break, let's, let's start breaking that down. Thanks so much.
0: Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life.
1: Welcome back to the DL Link show. Another reminder that on the 20th of November is the Virgin Active Ride in Joburg. Uh, it's lovely when we get to support all of these riders who are most of them riding for a good cause um, well talking about a good cause you can join um, DL Link um, team um, and you can support a DL Link warrior and the good news if you join the team you get an earlier start time so lots of positives there Um, you can either ride the full 97k's or you can choose to do the 35k's so if you want to join team DL Link then um, register now with DL Link. So just go to dllink.co.za forward slash events. And once you've entered the race, um, they they will take you through, the DL Link will take you through all the necessary steps. Or you can email them info at dllink.co.za. So um, we're talking mental health. It is Mental Health Awareness Month here in South Africa. I have Megan Hoskin on the show today. Um, with She's with Net Marketing and Crisis Line Manager at Akisa clinics, and um, we were talking about the different kind of mental disorders. And you were saying, uh, Megan, that when you become alerted really is when it starts to have an impact on your functioning, on the way you live your life. Maybe we can expand on that.
0: Yeah, so that's definitely one of the times where people, either yourself or the people around you, may start to realize that things are not going so great. Uh, because we start to see either it's impacting perhaps your work. So you may be struggling with the workload, your deadlines. Um, it may be impacting your life. So your family or your friend life or your social life. You may be struggling to perform those tasks uh, or, the, or fulfill those responsibilities. But also you may start finding that you as yourself are struggling to function as a human. So you're struggling to do basic tasks that you are required to do to get through a day. Um, And normally that's where we start seeing the severity creeping in. Um, So while some people may experience that, there's also a number of people who may continue with their functioning, but may then have underlying or less severe symptoms. That's where the education part of it really comes in, is to start understanding more about what does anxiety look like? What does depression look like? When should I be concerned about my alcohol or uh, medication use, for example? And understanding those a little bit deeper and then reflecting on that and saying, well, what does that mean in my life? Am I struggling with these things? So mental health disorders will usually cover both physical and kind of emotional or internal symptoms. So we'll see things like uh, difficulty sleeping. We'll see things like changes in appetite, etc. But you'll also see things that aren't so obvious. So they are your changes in your mood, your changes in your thought patterns. Um, so it's, that's why it's quite complex to recognize when you may be struggling because, like you said earlier, we do all struggle at some point. So yeah. where's that line between struggling and then actually needing to seek professional help? Yeah. Is there is there a single
1: cause for mental health? I mean, what are the risks? I mean, what are the factors um, that, that bring about, you know, mental health disorders?
0: There's definitely not a single cause. So there are multiple possible causes. Generally, when we look at mental health, we use what's called the biopsychosocial model in many uh, professions. That's what's used. So it's it's basically breaking it down to biological options, the psychological options, and then the social elements. But then we also have things like environmental elements that play a role. So it could be anything from genetics. Um, certain disorders may have genetic predispositions. Um, it may be a chemical kind of issue. So you, your hormones or your certain chemicals in your body may be unbalanced, which may contribute to it. Then it can be linked to your social experiences. So whether you perhaps witnessed something traumatic or been through something traumatic, uh, whether you are dealing with a lot of stress or pressure, it can link to your environment. So are you in a safe environment? Are you uh, dealing with, you know, lots of poverty or pollution? So there's so many things that can influence it. And that's why even when you look at two people, you may tick the same boxes on all of those elements. We have another element that adds to it, which is our own internal parts and how we're made up. So we could have two people who, who come up from the same environment, have been through the exact same things, but one may experience more difficulty than another because of how we then also learn to cope with things, how we build our resilience, um, and basically just how, we, how we're adapting to the things that are happening around us. So that's why it's so complicated, but also why there's so many options for treatment that can help someone to manage what they're experiencing.
1: And this, yeah, and there's so much support out there, um, and we're going to be talking about what, what you guys do as well in terms of support. But let's, let's bring the focus now to mental health and cancer, um, and I'm sure that there's a lot of depression in um, in being diagnosed, obviously the shock and everything. But but I, I, I've heard that that mental health problems like depression have been linked to higher mortality rates in cancer patients.
0: Perhaps you can speak to that. Often what you'll see is a, is a combination of mental health then impacting your, your whole general outlook on life. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and depressed and you're exhibiting depression symptoms, you're going to find that that's also going to have a physical impact. So if you look at someone who has been diagnosed with cancer or is, is um, battling it or is fighting with it or is undergoing treatment or not undergoing treatment. Their bodies are already dealing with a physical illness. And so now on top of that, we're adding in something that's adding possible additional mental strain as well as then possible physical symptoms such as the changes in sleep and the changes in eating, um, and different symptoms like that. So you can understand why having a, an additional layer of, of stress on your body and in your life would lead to a poorer poorer outcome for you possibly because you're not managing all of that together. The challenge with um, depression, especially as well, is that it does, one of the major symptoms is often a low or depressed mood. And we know that there's lots of, uh, lots of examples of where people who have a more positive outlook and where people who hold onto hope for, for overcoming their cancer um, or beating their cancer do tend to have better experiences and then ultimately come out more positively on the other side. So when we, when we give into those negative type of emotions, we can find ourselves very quickly in a bit of a, a bit of a hole of despair and, and lack of hope. So I think it's really important that whenever you're under, uh, undergoing any kind of physical illness or chronic illness, that you, that you make sure you're taking care of your mental health along with that as well
1: yeah I think it's such an important point because uh we do tend to focus on healing the body um, but what you're saying is the mind really plays such an important role and i've I've interviewed so many warriors and doctors who've who've spoken to that as well. You know I mean I read that forty percent of cancer patients experiencing clinically significant mental health issues including depression and anxiety, um, so they need the care that that really is evidence so how if we're looking at um, you know mental health and a lot of times medication um, is administered, and I'm sure that um, well I'm not sure I don't know well, you know if you're going for any type of treatment and now you're going going to be taking more medication for uh, A mental health uh, disorder that you're um, experiencing—is there? I mean, how 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 do you guys work? You know, if someone had to phone up and say, you know, I'm not well and I'm going through treatment and I'm feeling depressed. I mean, what what would the step be? Is it is it conversation that you have? Is it going to see a psychiatrist? How and, and how do you integrate it with with treatment that you're having?
0: Yeah. So if you if you're currently undergoing any sort of medical treatment for any sort of uh, physical illness um, or any other kind of medication that you may be on, it is really important that you your your psychiatrist um, would communicate with them so that you can make sh- and that you disclose that information to your psychiatrist so yeah. that they can make, be sure that medications don't interact with, with each other. The good news is that psychiatric medications have come a very long way over the the last um, good couple of years, and so there are plenty options where people feel like they shouldn't take meds because of a, a particular reason, but the doctors can definitely advise on whether those medications are, are safe to take with any other treatment you may be undergoing. Mm-hmm. In terms of a uh, kind of mental health interventional support, we've got a couple of different layers, so it would largely depend on where each person is at, so we will try to get an understanding of where that particular person as, is at in their journey. Are they perhaps still newly diagnosed and and trying to still accept that diagnosis or figure out a way forward? Um, Or are they perhaps later on in their journey and they're they're trying to make peace with different elements of it? So we could look at options such as support groups. I mean, the the cancer community um, and the warriors there especially are a very good supportive community who come with a widespread amount of shared experience and, and learning from other shared experiences is incredibly valuable. So it may be a support group option where you can feel like you have a safe space to express what you're going through and what your worries may be or what your hopes are. And then for people who are really struggling with um, physical symptoms or symptoms that may be particularly harmful for them, generally, then a psychiatrist would be a better option. So we could look at medication options to ensure that there's no risk to that person. And then normally for anyone really. Some sort of therapy intervention is is useful because that can help you to not only unpack what you're dealing with, but actually help you to develop more skills to cope with what you're going through in the future. And that is particularly beneficial because as things change in your journey, whether it's cancer or another illness, um, as things change in your journey, you're then able to use those skills to adapt to still be able to function as best as possible.
1: Hmm. Thanks so much for that, Megan. So please just tell us, um Akiso, I know that you are the Marketing and Crisis Line Manager. Um So there is this helpline. Um Just tell us how Akiso
0: works, if you don't mind. Sure. So Akiso is NetCare's uh, mental health division. Uh, Megan, enough-
1: before you, sorry, Megan, we're going to take a very quick ad break and sure. then you can <laughs> tell us about Akiso after. Sorry about that quick break. Thank you.
0: Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish.
1: So I have Megan Hoskin on the show today. She is the NetCare Marketing and Crisis Line Manager at Akiso Clinics. We're talking about Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, Megan, we don't have much time, but please
0: tell us very quickly about Akiso and this helpline. Sure. So Akiso is NetCare's mental health division. We have a number of mental health facilities across South Africa where we provide both inpatient and outpatient care for a whole range of mental health disorders, including addictions, depression, anxiety, adolescent disorders, and aging disorders such as Alzheimer's. Basically, we are available um, either via our website or email for assistance or queries about care, but we also have a 24 hour crisis line, which is our solution really to providing access for people who need guidance. So we're there to listen to what you're dealing with, to help to guide you to a place of care or support, whether that is one of our programs or an external option, such as a support group, but really just to help to connect the dots. Um, So it's so easy to feel overwhelmed when you need help, and it's so easy to feel like you don't know how to access care. We're there to really try to make that a little bit easier and to help you to get the care that you may need. Fantastic. Is there a cost if you call your crisis line? Just the cost of the call itself, and if you need to, you can always ask us to phone you back. Oh, amazing. Okay. Megan, if you could please just share the
1: helpline number with our, uh, audience and also your, yeah, just share your website if you don't mind.
0: Sure. Uh, so the hot crisis line number is 0861-435-787 and that is 24 hours a day. And then our website, which is also a brand new version of it being launched in the next 48 hours, um, is www.akeso. So it's A-K-E-S-O dot dot or you can email us on info at acaso.co.za.
1: fabulous megan thank you so much for joining us we really do appreciate your time
0: thanks for always taking mental health seriously Thank you. Take care. Bye, Megan. Bye. Megan Hoskin, Netcare
1: marketing and crisis line manager at Akeso clinics. Um, so that helpline, the, the number is, um, the crisis line 0861 435 787. So there we go. Lots of information, lots to think about, but all positive and all good. Help is there, always there. The support is there. And of course, that is what the deal link is all about here for you to hold you and your family through your journey. Um, remember, 20th of November is the race, the bicycle race, so join the Team DL link if you're interested. I so enjoyed being with you on this Thursday and I do look forward to being with you same time next week. From me, Nikki Seberini, adios.